Bishop Dr. Joshua N. Senior is the president and founder of Command of Faith Miracle Ministries worldwide. A dynamic preacher with a profound insight into the word of God. Popularly known as the Lion of South Africa, the Ackman of God with an apostolic authority to prophetically lead you into your inheritance. Dwell in the secret place of the most high God, and the one that shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and they shall say of the Lord, He is my God, my refuge, in Him will I trust. He is graced with the mantle to restore the dignity of mankind through the preaching of the word of faith. The father to fathers, Bishop Dr. Joshua N. Simeon is a kingdom lion with a commission to raise champions around the world. He is a regular speaker at Christian crusades, seminars and conferences. He is an author of several motivational and inspirational books. No matter how bad, no matter how dry the jungle is, a lion can never eat grass. Bishop Dr. Joshua N. C. A preacher with a torch of excellence. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. What a day. The day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I welcome you all to the hour of truth. The Howard of Truth with Bishop Joshua N. Simeon of the Command of Faith Miracle Ministries Worldwide. You are welcome. Everyone that is connected, you are welcome. God bless you. Um, from Pretoria Branch, God bless you. Page, Pretoria Branch Page, God bless you. Pastor Edwin, God bless you. Glory to God. Simon Boto, Boto, God bless you. Why not go ahead and share it and share it and let everybody else know that we are we are online. We are, we, are, we are online. We are about to share something that is very, very important that is going to help every one of us to become better and better in the house of God that will help us to be properly positioned both physically, spiritually, morally, and mentally to access everything that God has in stock for us as His covenant children. You are all welcome to the Howard of Truth. God bless you. God bless you for connecting. God bless you for connecting. Apostle Daniel, God bless you. God bless you. Edgar, David, God bless you. Ebenezer, God bless you. Pastor Musa, God bless you. Siantisiwe, Dube, God bless you. And those who are connected on, on, on our YouTube page, God bless you. I, I acknowledge you all. I welcome you to this special hour tonight dealing with church health and how we can be able to position ourselves properly to be able to receive that which God has in stock for us. I strongly believe that we are in the season of the supernatural. We are in the hour of uncommon manifestation of God's power and presence. The same way the church age began, that's how the church age is going to end. And if that is going to be so, we have to be able to uh, 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 master the past so we can be able to lay hold on the future. So God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you for connecting. Thank you for connecting. Share it as soon as you connect. Can I have it if it's already sorted? God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you.
Let's just worship him. Jesus, I adore you. I lay my life before you. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Jesus, I adore for you. I lay down my life before, before you. Jesus, give it to me, boy. Play properly. Yes. I lay my life before you. Let's have it. Jesus, I lay my life before you, Jesus, how I adore, Jesus, Ribobosha. Zentala Barante I lay my life Malandos, Ekuli Milante Zezeli Katata Baranta Kate, Ezambros Keli Milanta Kastopura Katanaya, Savia Ekalabande Li Promosuprande. We enter his cup with thanksgiving and with his presence with praises. We enter his gate with thanksgiving, his cup with praise. Declaring Jesus today is the day you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. One more time. Savior, Savior, 
While on others, Jesus, Savior, Savior, Se farimila esporos keli pre ingla antamaranta. Thou art God, all Do not pass me by. All right, God bless you. You are welcome one more time, once again to the hour of truth. The scripture said the other day in the book of um, John chapter 1, John chapter 8 verse 32, you will know the truth and the truth you know will set you free. Meaning the truth is available but until you know it, you cannot be free. So let's just pray as we go into this sacred moment and this holy hour to hear what the Holy Ghost have to say to us today as we prepare to position ourselves one more time to that which God uh, uh, to be able to receive what he has in stock for us. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we lay our life before you. We adore you. We lay our life before you. We lay our ministries, our businesses, our dreams, our families, our future before you. You are the God that was before the beginning began. You are the God that has no age mate. Before you, there was no God. After you, there shall be no God. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I commit one more time this hour of truth of today, asking that you put a guard in my mouth and in my tongue. I will not say anything that I want to say by emotion, but let everything I shall say today be by revelation of your spirit, that your word will comfort and answer questions in the heart of your children, and do that which only you can do in the name of Jesus. I put on my apostolic garment in the spirit. I put on my apostolic garment in the spirit, and I ask, speak through me today and bring glory to your name in Jesus' name. Say big amen. amen. All right, may God bless you. Please make sure, don't forget to share. Go ahead and share. I have waited for about seven minutes or to eight minutes now for everybody to connect so we can go ahead. All right, um, this time of ministration is a very important time as far as I am concerned in fulfilling the apostolic mandate that God has placed on my life. Um, I strongly believe that the apostolic is designed for order. The apostolic ministry is designed for order. Paul said the other day, I have left you Timothy in Crete so you can put in order and set in order things that are wanting or that are lacking. So order, God blesses order. The enemy wants everything to be in disorder and he operates better in disorder. But God operates in order. When it comes to God, it has to be in uh, things have to be in order before things before his power, his glory, his anointing begin to move. Every time there is disorder, disorder is like darkness. You can see, you can see what God is doing, you can you know, hear what God is saying. And so uh, at the course of the last few weeks, we have been dealing on what I call the errors of the past, which in principles have to do with the church health, trying to uh, 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 open us up to why things are happening the way they have been happening. And then uh, last week, we had 
the fourth episode. So I'm going to ask you, you may, you may, you, you may not, if you, you may not be able to get all the things, the have the understanding of all I'm going to be saying today, except you understand where we are coming from. I have dealt with so many uh, uh, issues that have to do with the body of Christ up until now. We have what I call errors of the past, which is proceeding from the rulers. The Bible says there is an error which I've seen under this heaven, and it's, it's a, it, there, is a, there is an evil which I've seen under this heaven, and it's an error that proceeded from the rulers. So I have handled that area, talking about fatherhood and certain things that have to do with so many generals of the past and all and why so many things happened the way it happened in the past. And so last week, we began to look at why many leaders die prematurely, why many pastors die prematurely, why many leaders in the church, spiritual leaders, uh, 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 leaders in the church and pastors, ministers die early. That is not. That does not mean that um, people cannot die early. So many things can contribute to the death of an individual. Either an error of some sort, a mistake of some sort in the part of the individual and such, and such issue will happen. But I'm talking about people who are perishing, who things are dying around them simply because of lack of knowledge. People, uh, Hosea 4 verse 6, he said, my people are perishing not because the devil is powerful. My people are perishing because they lack knowledge. And the Bible says you will know the truth. And the truth, you know, we set you free. So we, we dealt with that area. Why so many die? And we looked at issues of uh, people like Benny Hinn. I did br I brought up his video or, or kind of um, audio message where he said that he would have lost his ministry and even lost his lose his life many years ago because he didn't understand the different the different rivers that, that flows in the body, which means. People who are into the apostolic ministry or according to it as, an, as a pastor leave their pastoral calling and want to be a prophet. And those who are called into the pastoral uh, 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 prophet, prophetic stream leave the prophetic stream and want to be evangelist. Others who are with that flow leaves it and go to be something else. So I try to explain to us just to recap a bit that, that God's blessing for any church for any Christian organization is, is only upon on the area that God has called you. God's blessing, God cannot anoint what he did not appoint. When God appoints you, he anoints you. If God has not appointed you, he cannot anoint you. And there are so many who have gone that God has sent them and while God didn't send them. So we try to deal with that and that one is a different story altogether. I was concentrating more on those who are called. And I try to explain to us, just to recap, that God does not give any minister, any pastor, any ministry more than one message. God gives you one message, you are the one that will give you a different title. God cannot, every minister has only one calling. You can have different grace in different areas, different giftings, but one calling. So for somebody to want to have operate in different areas. You are everything at the same time. That's why many go into error. Many leave their place, uh, their, their place of assignment or leave the area of their calling and begin to do something else. So I, I, I dealt a little about that last week. And now I want us to go to something else today. Amen. amen. I say amen. amen. And this has to do with continuation of the of, of, of the of what we started last week. By next week, I'll be dealing more strongly 
on the errors of the present generation. This one today is part of it, but I want you to open your ears and hear and listen to what I have to say. What we are teaching here, they are things that are not are no longer taught in the church. And people are no longer interested in church. Why? Because what they ought to get in church, they are no longer able to get it. In this life, when you are sick, you know where to go to. When they say somebody is a doctor, you know what it's all about. Somebody is a lawyer, you know what it's all about. Somebody is a pastor, you know you should know what it's all about. There are three important professions. Three important professions that from the ages past has been noble professions. There are many professions in life, of course. But there are three important areas. One of them is actually not a profession, it's a calling. But let's use the language profession. Number one is what I call medical profession. Number two is what I call legal profession. Number three is divine profession, if you will, or divine calling. Now, from the ages past, people have always hallowed these three professions. And in these three professions that is highly revered and respected, there is one of them that is placed above every other profession. And that is divine divinity. How do I mean? When you get to a court and you want to address a judge, a lawyer who became an advocate, became a judge and begin to climb in the ladder of legal world, in the legal world. And then he comes to a point where you address him as my lord. You enter into the court, you address him as my lord. Somebody may be religious and say, why are you calling him my lord? He's not the lord Jesus. Why do you call somebody as landlord? That word lord means something, something to different people in different ways. But you, you address him as my lord. But that is my lord temporal. In those days when somebody, those who are in the fivefold ministry, nobody becomes a bishop, for example, becomes an archbishop without you going, be, having this, first, first of all, being called. You must have been a pastor, a teacher, evangelist, a prophet, an apostle, or so, before you get to that dimension. The prophet of, of a bishop decided a good thing. An overseer is simply what it means. However, from the age, ages past, whenever a, a doctor enters, a lawyer enters, an architect enters, a whoever discipline, whatever discipline enters, as soon as a, 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 a senior or a bishop enters, they address him also as my Lord, my Lord spiritual. The other one is my Lord temporal. Why? Because this dimension supersedes the physical. So, the area and the office of the fivefold is a sacred office, not just a sacred office. It's not what you choose to be or what you choose to do. It's something that is done by election. To those whom he, he called, he justified. Those whom he justified, he glorified. And he called them, he that descended, ascended. And he gave gifts to many. To some prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, and, and apostles. 
For a reason, that's Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 9, 10, 11. For a reason, for the equipping of the saints, for the edification of the body, to prepare them so they are not, it's not what you want to do. Follow, follow the trend of my thought quickly. The scripture further said that no one taketh this honor unto himself, Hebrews chapter 5. From verse 4, every high priest is taken from amongst men to minister unto men of things that pertain to God. No one taketh this honor unto himself except those who God has called. So, my assignment as an apostle of, in the body of Christ, as a father in the body of Christ, is not to allow things to continue the way they have been going. Everybody is teaching on prosperity and not everybody is prospering. People are being laid hand upon, laid leg upon, laid, uh, uh, and nothing is happening. Oil is being poured upon people until their head become bowed. And yet they are not receiving what they are supposed to receive. Who is a liar here? In the book of Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 15, he said, I will give you pastors after my heart. I will give you pastors. So you don't choose a pastor. You may not like the person's face. It's not about their face. It's not about their height. It's not about their eloquence, grandiloquence at all. No, it's about God's calling and so on. So please follow this carefully. I want to help us. Because, let me tell you, I pray for everyone listening to me today that you will not miss your place in this life. Amen. You will not. I pray for you that the present eclipse, the present darkness that is being released against the church will not blind your eyes. Amen. I pray for somebody listening to me today that this embassy of heaven, this embassy of Jesus, this source of strength for many that God has ordained, that if everything else fails, this mountain that the Bible says, on the last day, I will exalt my mountain above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. This mountain of Zion, a place of deliverance, I pray that you will not lose respect for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So before I go ahead today, I said we have these three, three professions, but the greatest and the highest is the divinity, which has to do with those called by God. Now please hear this. There are so many who have gone that God did not call. Unfortunately, we find ourselves in a generation that the Bible says, that false prophets will arise. An issue of prophets, false prophets is not just today. Issue of false prophets has been around from beginning, from the days of Jesus, before the days of Jesus. False prophet has always been around. Anytime you see falsehood, you should know that it's also the original. Every time you see a photocopy, you should not be confused. A photocopy comes out of an original. There are two churches being built today. The Bible says, I will build my church, Jesus said, and the gate of hell shall not prevail. So there is a church being built by the gate of hell and one being built by, by God. But the gate of hell shall not prevail in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm trying to help people today to understand that we are in a very serious time that the Bible calls perilous time. It's perilous time. Not just perilous time, it's what I call injury time. In the football world, we have what is called first half when they are playing. 
second half, an extra time. And after extra time, it becomes injury time. And we are not in ex we are not in the first half, we are not in the second half, we are not in, a in extra time, we are in injury time in the history of mankind. And you need all the God, you and I need all the revelation we need to have to understand what why things are happening the way it's happening in the church today. Why is there more is there no longer power in the house of God? That people are going out there to try to fake things as if God is dead. When things are not in order, God cannot bless it. So I'm, I want to look. I want us to look at something today. Having said what I said, I acknowledge the fact that there are people who arrogate some position to themselves that God did not call. This issue of referring to people, my father, my papa, my daddy, my whatever, is not really as if anybody on their own is forcing people to call them daddy. Papa and so on. The main thing is the office and the calling that God has given to the individual. That's more important. So there are there are people out there do that are that are that are not called by God. So we understand that. Having cleared that and having said that, I'm not here to go into debate about that area. I'm here to talk to. The remnants of God. The brother, the Christians, the Christians, the brothers and sisters that are being confused with what is happening right now, both in the in the on social media and all. And that what is it I'm talking about? The importance of, of spiritual fatherhood. It's still important we know about that. That you don't join others to speak against those that God has ordained. To be a blessing to you. I strongly believe that when a child that has no father sees his or her friend being advised by the father, if you are wise, if that child is wise, you will learn lesson and gain wisdom from the instruction or counsel that your friend, your the father of your friend is giving to your, your, your friend and use it to become something. We have a fatherless generation that's exactly the problem and when a generation is fatherless they are doomed whether it's biological father stepfather or spiritual father the family the, 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 the society is made up of families our communities is made up of families the church is also made up of families so if it is well in the family it will be well in the community, it will be well in the church. But if it's not if well because of the disjointed system, no father figure and so on. Hence, I said to us last time that you will see and find out that some people who would have been lawyers today, uh, educated today in different field, if not because the father figure died, if not because the breadwinner died, if not because they lost their, their father biologically, before time to show you the importance of fathers now most times when you miss out with a biological father God gives you a spiritual father for a reason yes from the bible days I have I, we, 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 from it has been there 
you know, in Genesis 49 from verse 1, the Bible says, and Jacob called his brothers, I mean his sons, said, let me predict your future to you. He began to lay curse on Levi, on Jacob, on Levi, on Simeon, and Judah. And so many of them. And many years later, a spiritual father by name, Prophet Moses, Pastor Moses, came up and saw what was happening because of the prediction and invocation of divinity against these individuals. He said, let them live and not die. He revoked what was done by their biological father. So if you lost out or lose out with your physical father, biological father, you can win with the spiritual father. Because life is spiritual. Let no one deceive you. Now look at the scripture here. Talking about the importance of, of spiritual fathers. The part of the scripture you choose to believe is the one that will work for you. I'm not going to force you to believe in this. It's working for me. And it's working for so many. Look at the scripture here. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5 verse 17, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. There is a honor that is meant for those who are elders. Even if they are not pastors, for the fact that they are elders. And they are doing well. He said, there is honor you should give to them. In Africa, we have that. We live long. Our children live long because of this. Unfortunately, the increased exposition of our children, our, 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 our generation, the increased exposition of this generation and our own generation to Western cultures has increased moral decadence. Now follow this. He said, let the elders that rule where I want to be counted a double, double honor. Especially they, follow this. It's in your Bible, not Old Testament, New Testament. Especially they who labor in the world and doctrine. Especially those who labor in the world and in the doctrine. Who labor in the world who labor in the world to feed your spirit? Who labor in the world to bless your soul? Who labor in the world? Let me be fast because I have a lot to cover today. Can you see that? Especially then. The Bible says in verse 18, For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And the labor and the laborer is worthy of his reward. So respecting him it looks as if respecting a pastor these days is 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 a, a monumental error. It looks as if honoring a, a, a man of God is a, a monumental error. I'm not talking about anybody who is a charlatan or an, an unruly individual. I'm talking about those that God has called that has a mandate to be a blessing to you and I. In the book of First First Timothy chapter five, verse twenty one, the same place in verse twenty one, because of time, he says, "I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality." There's a lot of partiality going on. They are partial against ministers, partial against pastors, partial against fathers, partial against the institution that God has put together. Let nothing be done with partiality. Okay, that brings me to this main point. Why 
should there be order in the body? I'm, remember, I'm not speaking. Which song are you playing, my son? Remember, I'm not speaking to just anybody. I'm speaking to the remnants of God. Those that have the seed of God in them, I'm speaking to them. Those that have the seed of God. There are some who have seared conscience. You can't you can preach to the devil to repent. The devil can never repent. No matter how much you preach, the devil can never repent. But there are those that have the seed of God in them and you know it. That are asking so many questions. Why certain things have not happened in your life the way it ought to happen? I, have to, I want to answer you so that you can get what God has in store for you. Watch this here. It's God's desire for children and the heart of children, sons and daughters, to be returned back to their fathers. And the heart of the fathers back to the sons and daughters. Why? So that the blessing can continue to flow. Look at the book of Malachi, the last book of the, of the Old Testament. Book of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament and the last chapter in the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 4 from verse 5. The Bible says, Behold, behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Before the great and the dreadful or dangerous season in the history of mankind. I will send you Elijah. Not Elijah by way of another Elijah. No. But, so, but the same spirit, the same di dimension by which Elijah turned the heart of men back to God. When many bad prophets were turning the heart of people against God, God sent Elijah and Elijah said, if, he said, let the God answer by fire, let him be God. And by, by that virtue, the heart of the people was turned back to God. So that's exactly what he's talking about. Not Elijah coming back, but, but the spiritual dimension, that same grace. He said, before that time, I will send this Elijah the prophet. Amen? Amen. Verse 6. Look at the assignment. He said, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children to their fathers. Why? Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And that was how the Old Testament chapter was closed. There was, there was no amen there. No. No seller. Full stop. And the chapter closed. And watch this here. Theologically speaking, it has been proving that between the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew, the New Testament, the New Covenant, it was about 400 years. Four, not 50 years, not 100 years, not 200 years, not three, about 400 years apart. When you read the Bible, you think it's just after Malachi, it's Matthew. There were 400 silent years that God did not speak to the people. It, it was a dark age. People were dying. Things were happening negatively. And they, as if there is no God. And let's, let not our generation gravitate into that. The generation that we have that is next to us now, they are a generation that don't understand the family setup. They don't understand the benefit of family setup. They exalt everything else minus that setup. 
And God says, I mean, we are in a generation where people can insult their biological father, insult their spiritual father, insult their pastor, insult their, 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 their leaders, and just expect that all is well. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long. Not only the days, but it may be well with you, which means some people's days can be long, but it will not be well with them. That shall not be your portion. Amen. That shall not be our portion. Amen. I wish we can, somebody can say amen. amen. That shall not be my portion. Amen. That shall not be your portion. Amen. That shall not be our portion. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says we will know the truth. The truth we know will set us free. This is the hour of truth. Yes, Let's tell ourselves the gospel truth. Why are things not working? Why do we call upon God and it's as if God is dead? In Isaiah 59, he said, it's, it's, My ears is not heavy that I cannot hear you. My eyes is not blind that I cannot see you. But there is something that is that you have not understood. You can never lay hold on a glorious future. We have a glorious future. You listening to me? The church has a glorious future. You are born again not to die again. You are born again not to fail again. We are born again to continue to reign. And that something is working does not mean it will continue to work until you go back to this particular stuff. Let me be fast on this. He said... That time is going to come. I'm going to send, give that window of opening of some sort for the heart of the fathers to be turned back to the children. And that of the children to be turned back to the fathers. And watch this. Many, 400 years gone. Nobody had anything. God turned his back. The devil was having a free, a free day like he's doing right now. Like he's doing right now. When people turn around, and they don't bother, they don't. They, 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 the first father we have is God. Before your biological father, before your spiritual father, and all that. But in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, from verse 1, when God opened the new page, the new covenant, the new will, he began with family. He began with family, father, son, and all that. In Matthew, chapter 1, verse 1, he said, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, can you see that? He began to talk about family again. And he took it in order. This is the generations talking about family. He said, of Jesus Christ. So even Jesus Christ himself came from a lineage, came from a family. He said, uh -huh. praise God. He said, the son of David, Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judah, Judas and his brethren, and he continued. Which means they were talking about this is the person's father, this is the person's father, this is this one's father. And somebody comes in our generation tells you, even your own biological father, get, get, get rid of him. No. Now look at this. Who are fathers? Genuine spiritual fathers. Who are they? Number one. Fathers, why do you have to have a father over your life? Number one, the shoulders of good fathers is the foundation of every son and daughter. The shoulders of a good father is the foundation of every true son and daughter. Number two, the extent to which you make it in life depend on the kind of relationship you have with either your biological parents or your spiritual parents. 
the extent to which you will make it in this life, let no one deceive you. It's dependent to the, the, the extent of your relationship with your spiritual father because that's what I'm talking about here now. Whether it's biological father or spiritual father, the extent to which you are going to make it is dependent on that. And there are people looking at me here today, you never had respect for your biological father. And hence, because he was dying, he had you in his mouth and he was laying curse on you. Some of them, before they died, they, they, they disowned you because of the lack of respect we give to them. And to you, you think that, because, that, that nothing is going to go wrong in your life because they, whatever they say, they have spiritual authority over you. I mean biological parents. And if you have missed it with your biological father, why not humble yourself this time around? And let God help you out. Say a big amen. Amen. Now hear this. Don't mistake a mentor and a coach for a father. There are many mentors. There are many who coach. They are, coach, they are coaches. There are many instructors, but only one father. An instructor, a mentor, a, a, a coach can be in your life just for a while. But a father is one that stays with you for life. There are things that your coach, your, your instructor, cannot tolerate with you. He will just delete your number, kick you out. But your father will give you all the opportunity. And we relate with some people who have, who, this issue of fatherhood, most times may not be issue of age. Amen. 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 Any man I said the other day, any man, any male can make a child, give birth to a child. But it takes a real man and a real father to take care of, to take responsibility. Fatherhood is responsibility. And I told you that somebody's wearing shiny suit does not make him a spiritual father. A bomboy prophet, a bomboy comes out, you are calling him Papa, Papa. And that's why they don't even know how to carry themselves. You make people Papa too fast. You choose Papa and Father too soon. Oh, he has crowd. That makes him a Papa. Not knowing how he made that crowd. So fatherhood is not about crowd. About, it's, a, it's an issue of the heart. A true father has a heart for the people. Amen. It's an issue of the heart. I know some men who are father figures, both in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm. Some of them physically who have no child, but they have more heart for children than the ones that have children. That's a father. It's an issue of the heart. Say a big amen. amen. A father. Who is a father? For you to understand the pattern of spiritual fatherhood, who is a spiritual father? Fatherhood in this context is not a title. Many of us think it's a title. No. Fatherhood is not a title. 
Because title is not respected in the realm of the spirit. It's a function of the heart. It's not a title. It's a function. Who is a father? A father is somebody, a spiritual father, is somebody with spiritual feathers. Strong feathers, helping others to fulfill their ministry. Helping others to ride. I spoke about it the other day. I said, some fathers who are fathers, GO of ministries, GO of ministries, general overseers, and so on. I said, for Christ's sake, allow people to fulfill their ministry under your own the ministry God has given to you. For you to be a spiritual father, for you to be a GO, they call it general overseer, or the president of a ministry, because I'm talking about ministry here, is a privilege God has given to you. You don't use it to lord it over people. I don't want to go back into that. Because so many people, so many general overseers and so on are going to answer to God. Because we have so many people who are running around here, offended out of open church, out of offense, do so many things out of emotion, out of competition, out of so many things, and they are dying before our eyes. We are burying pastors every day. As if God is dead. And nobody knows why. And I'm telling you the truth. Is those who have the ability to help others. A father with a feather that will help others to go further. I see you going further. Amen. I see every pastor under the sound of my voice helping people under you to go further in life. Amen. I see every leader under the sound of my voice when you have been given opportunity, give others opportunity. Amen. Don't cross a bridge and break that bridge. Who is a father? Fathers are ladders. They are not just ladders. They are a lift and not a drift. Let's look at David. These are for the fathers. Now let's look at the sons. Because many things happening today, I guarantee you, is because of fatherless. We are in a fatherless generation. And God said... I will smite them with a curse until the, the sons respectfully, honorably give those who are in that position that God has put them, give them double honor. Look at this. In talking about sons, no. In Genesis, sorry, in 1 Samuel 17, verse 55. 1 Samuel 15, 17 verse 55. The Bible says, please follow this. Oh, my God. Somebody's getting blessed, I believe. Amen. Somebody's getting blessed. Amen. Get this, get this. I am, I am teaching what I'm teaching today in this hour of truth because I saw a vision that the power of God, the glory of God is coming back to the church. And people are going to get blessed, but you cannot get blessed. But the devil has already know, no, noticed what is about to happen. He is biasing the mind of people against pastors, against ministers. He's trying to use some people who portray to be pastors and they are not to make it look as if there is something wrong with being in the fivefold. Look at First Samuel seventeen verse fifty-five. The Bible saying First Samuel seventeen fifty-five. Talking about the importance of sons, daughters. Having a covering over their life. In verse 55, the Bible says, And when Saul 
saw David go forth against the Philistine. He said unto Abner, follow this, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is this youth? Whose son is this youth? Can you see that? And Abner said, as thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. I cannot tell. I cannot tell. Whose son is this? He said, as thy soul liveth, I cannot tell. In verse 58, when David was called, and Saul said unto him, Whose son are thou? They still want to know whose son is this. Why is it that Abner, one of the commanders of Saul, did not know David and did not know his father? It's simply because it's not about the popularity of your father. Every father has something God has given to him Amen. to be a father. Amen. There is humanity and divinity in everybody you see. As it is with the biological father, so it is with spiritual fathers. Whose father is this? He said, I didn't know. They called him and in verse 58. And Saul said unto him, Whose son are thou? Thou young man. And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse. The Bethlehemite. I am the son of thy father. Many people these very days, as soon as Paul, Dr. Paul and Nature built a big dome, everybody becomes, that, that's my father now. That's my father. Even those he doesn't know. <laughs> you run here, this is my father. No. Be proud of your father. Be excited. David did not say, oh, Joab is my father. Because he was the king of the, the, the charge of the army. He didn't say Abner is my father. He said Jesse, the son of Jesse. The Bethlehemite. He is highly connected. Listen to this. David's brethren were there in the army. The grace of the, of the father of Jesse did not work for Shammah. You can answer hope and there is no hope. Nothing hopeful about you. You can say your name is faith and there is no faith in you. Shammah means God is with us but God rejected him. Why? He had no respect for his father, Jesse. The smallest of them all, David, was the one that each time the father tells him, do this, he will do. Do that, he will do. No argument, no question. God bypassed others and used David. I pray in your own generation that God will bypass your colleagues and use you to make a difference. Amen. I pray in your own generation and in this generation that God will bypass those who have loud mouth, who talk any, who, but God will bypass them and do for you what only grace can do. Amen. I wish you can say a better amen. amen. That is David. Whose father? Whose son is that? Are you? I have a few minutes to go. Talking about sons and daughters. Look at Jesus Christ. Jesus himself. Look at how proud Jesus was talking about his own father. In the book of John 5 verse 30. Listen, I'm preaching this because it's important to know it. John 5 verse 30. I can of my own self do nothing. Can you see that? With all his power, with all his anointing, he still he said, I, am not, I can of my own self do nothing. Follow this. As I hear, I judge. 
and my judgment is just. Because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which have sent me. You are sent to a branch. Talking to people about your pastor, your spiritual father is a problem for you. You want everybody to believe you are in charge. You are the one in control. That's why there is some arrow that will be fired against you. It, it will work against you because no covering. Some people misbehaved against their spiritual fathers. Many years ago, 30 years later, they are still suffering it. Carrying the cross. They are all over Nigeria there. Certain things have refused to work because God can never stand with the children against their fathers. He respects order. Jesus was not proud. Was not... The way up is down. The way up is down. God resists the proud. We have too many proud individuals. They will stay on the altar of their church giving you giving you the quote of another pastor somewhere else <laughs> to show you that they are not that when you are disconnected from the source you will dry up your resources will dry up those around you it will be affecting them seriously why you don't understand this thing called connection it's a spiritual thing you can fake it but you cannot deny the fact that is fake. If it's real, you will see the proof. From today, you will get proofs. Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear my father, so he also has a father. Let's look at the importance of spiritual fathers. And biological fathers, but let's consider the spiritual father. They are the why the spiritual father because life is spiritual. Look at the book of Amen, Genesis 48, verse 13. There are people that God has given grace, God has created men to be made by other men. That's why when you don't have a reference, you can't be a reference point yourself. Jacob, as simple as he looked, crossed his hands and transferred a blessing. In Genesis 48 verse 13, and Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand, towards Israel, Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand, towards Israel's right hand, and brought them unto him. Joseph cried. No, 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 my father. He said, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. You know why? Since Jacob came from where he was to Egypt in Goshen, the treatment and the respect that the junior brother was giving to him and the attention that he was giving to him as a grandpa was so strong that when it was time to release blessing, he crossed his hands. The father said, no, I brought this one on your right hand side because he's a senior. He said, I know what I'm doing. He also will be blessed. But that is this one who is connected to me, who is attached to me. Jacob, Jacob was not just a biological father. He has a spiritual grace upon his life as a patriarch. He transferred the blessing. 
most of the fathers of faith that we are celebrating today and you carry their pictures and put get me this picture here you carry their pictures you put you put in your in your office give me this one give me that one also Don't worry. You can just put this back. Now, hear this. We are very fast at trying to claim blessings. Claim blessings. There are two kinds of teaching. Either you are preaching promises or you are preaching principles. The reason why churches, people are not getting anything is we are only preaching prom promises. God said you will be healed. God said you will get married. God said you will prosper. God said you will, you will get promotion. God said even those who eventually get it die before their time. Why? We didn't teach the process. Which are the principles? Everybody in their office, they have this. Papa Idahosa. But go and ask a question about him. How he got to know T.L. Osborne? How he got to know Pa Elton? How he how he 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 served them as a father, honor them, and God began to lift him. When people see you, see them with this, Papa Duncan Williams. Hey, he's my father. He's my father, and you are you are his. He's my father without the DNA of a son and a daughter. Look at that. He was. Saying the other day, this is Papa Duncan Williams, one of the fathers of faith in Ghana. How will you come from Ghana and you are insulting this man? He said one day, Papa Idahosa, they went somewhere, and one of them, some of the Americans came. And then what happened? He said he received a letter from one of the Americans saying something like his church belongs to a bishop. And arrogantly he replied that person that the church does not belong does not belong to a bishop. And a whole lot of things he said. And he said, This man of God told him, You are of age now. He said, From today, you're on your own. He explained how things became tight for him. Everything began to collapse in his life because there are such statements you make. You remove your head from the covering. He said, "Things we are upside down in his life until God revealed to him what 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 was the problem." He had to apologize and reconnect. Why don't you? Want, why are you allowing pride to kill you? Imagine now when I have this in my office, I'm not having this for fun. Nobody should be a, should claim to be a spiritual father to anybody who doesn't have a father. This is my spiritual father here. I have mentors. Dr. Toby Wando is my mentor. Dr. Charles Indifon is my mentor. Dr. Inka is my mentor. I still speak to them. We still connect in different ways and forms. Many instructors, but one father.
What is the problem here? Many people receive fathers as just ordinary pastor. No. Like in our ministry, by the grace of God, I am the spiritual oversight, spiritual father of the entire ministry. We have what is called the prophet and we have what is called sons of the prophet. Don't say you respect Elijah and you don't have respect for Elisha's. No. The branches where your pastors are, respect them also. That is pastoral blessing, that is patriarch blessings. All of them are important. Say a big amen. amen. Now, write this if you're writing, my time is already up. Spiritual fathers are, is not a political appointment. No. It's not a political appointment. Fatherhood is not a political appointment. It's by divine ordination. Before you were born, I knew you. Before you entered the wonderful, I ordained you to be used of God to help people. There are so many that are go that are going to end up going to their grave as a father in the faith, like Elisha, because there is nobody to receive the mantle. All many people have today is Gehazis, complaining about everything, including about their own shadow. Let's go this quickly because of time. How do you follow a spiritual father? How do you follow your pastor in the assembly where you are? Because so many of us, you think until the great bishop comes, you can't be blessed. No, we are under the same umbrella. I always say it, that Anyone that is under our ministry that is super connected to this vine, to this grace, without a doubt, the grace will manifest in the assemblies. Same river flowing. It will manifest. But if the person there is not connected, they will be going through issues and crises unending. How do you follow them? Sons of the prophet. How do you follow your prophet? Elisha's in the house. Joshua's in the house. How do you receive from your prophet? By what I call focus and concentration. Elijah said to Elisha, what do you want? He said, oh my father, I want double portion of your anointing. And Elijah the father said to him, if you can see me go, if you are focused, Many people, because of the little anointing flowing in your life, your one member tells you the way they are talking to you. Uh, I don't like it. The way your sp the spiritual father is talking to you. I don't like it. The way they are. No, 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 no. Or even in the church, you are telling the, the departmental leader that uh, the way the pastor spoke to you, I don't like it. The way the, evang the evangelist spoke to you, I don't like it. Be careful. You can either get a blessing in the church or a curse. You maintain focus. Certain things may happen that want you to break focus. They said to him, other sons in the same ministry of Elijah, your father will be taken away from your head today. He said, yes, I know it. Hold your peace. 
They all ought to see him as a father. But the one that was connected was, you can have a cell phone, no matter how beautiful your cell phone is. If it has no network, no SIM card, even if you have SIM card and there is no, it, there is no connection, you cannot, it can't work. Beautiful as you are. <laughs> no network. And you think maybe God didn't call you in that ministry. God called you in that ministry. But you are not connected. You are a member of a church. You are made a men's leader. A women's leader. Is it wrong to make you a, 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 a make people men's leader? The day until you are made a man's leader or women leader or youth leader, look at the way you become Kora, Data, and Abira. And the problem that the church and the assembly is having is not from there. your pastor elected or selected you for the position or chose you to be anointed. After you were anointed, you became Kora. Data, Abira. And look at how we are losing people. Very fast. Benefit of a spiritual father in your life. Benefit. Very fast. Just give me three minutes or four. Or so, number one, their presence averts danger. I've told you about the one that has to do with Duncan Williams, uh, Dr. Duncan Williams. I've told you about him. The thing was all over his life, he was about going down. Until God told him, you spoke harshly to your spiritual father. Go make peace. Miriam was the senior sister of Moses. Aaron was the senior brother of Moses. Miriam was the one that took Moses to the, to the river. Better know when the grace of God is upon the person you call your friend. Many have have been smitten by leprosy because God is angry. Never make a man that God has placed over your life make him angry. He may not fight you. He may not say anything bad. Like many are insulting many ministers. Let me give you revelation. That's, oh, okay, let me come and die now if they say they have anointing. No, God is long-suffering. Not willing that anyone should perish. And the silence of God does not mean the absence of God. Don't tempt the Lord thy God. That God is quiet does not mean doesn't eat that, that you are on the right track insulting fathers. Benefit number one, they avert danger. Then that's the last one I'm going to talk about. They avert danger. In Genesis 31, verse 24, and God came to Laban the Syrian. And God came to Laban the Syrian. In a dream by night, and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. Either good or bad. Either good or bad. Verse 29 It is in the power of my hands to do you hurt, but the God of your father, the God of your father, spoke unto me yesterday night, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob. Either good or bad. Can you see that? That is even in the Old Testament. 
the God of thy father. There are certain things nobody says you shouldn't pray for yourself. Nobody says you shouldn't call upon God and God will answer you. But brother and sister, there are certain dimensions of issues that you face in this life. You need the, you need the, the prayers and the assistance and the blessings of somebody who is higher than you in the realm of this thing called spiritual realm. They have hierarchy. In the house of the in the kingdom of the devil, they have respect. They have respect for hierarchy and authority. It's only in the kingdom of God that there is no respect. Even what demons are afraid of saying with their mouth, Christians are saying it against their bishops and against their leaders. What demons cannot say with their mouth? Ikulamale Santoli Praenglase. I have attended the burial ceremony of so many ministers, so many leaders, so many Christians, supposedly Christians, who is like God is dead simply because nobody is telling them this truth. Religion is too bad. The Bible said, and God came down. He didn't call Jacob and said, I am your God. Today we are calling the God of Abraham and Jacob. God didn't mention Jacob. He said, I don't know you. I am the God of your... He told Laban. He told Laban. I am the God of your, his father. I am his God. Why? Men are carriers of covenant. And you don't get into covenant with God by praying, by fasting. You don't. It's an encounter. Not just encounter. And there are different encounters in the realm of the spirit. It's time for us to understand that submission to an authority doesn't make you a less individual. Amen. Jesus said in Luke 22, 31, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, ha ha, behold, Satan has desired to sift you, that he may sift you as a wheat. But I have prayed for thee, and when you are converted, remember thy brethren. Simon Peter was a rock. Simon Peter was an apostle. But the Bible says that they all followed their master. And what Jesus saw, Simon with, with Peter, with all his anointing, couldn't see it. That the devil had weighed him in the spirit. And the only reason why Jesus could capture it, huh? Was because of the closeness of Simon to Jesus. Amen. I conclude with this. I always say this. That. The 12 disciples. That Jesus chose. After praying in the night. After seeking the face of God. He didn't choose them carnally. He chose them by the Spirit. There were the 12, the 70, the 120, the 500, and the 5,000. Jesus had enough enemies to crucify him, to sell him out, to do whatever they want to do. He doesn't have to be from the 12. But, unfortunately, Judas was not connected. In fact, the reason why Jesus, God, by his grace, brought Jesus, brought Judas close to Jesus, was because of that issue of suicide. Because in the foundation of Judas, people die early. To stop that flow, 
he was brought close. But human beings are agents with willpower. God can take you to the river. He can't force you to drink water. In the ministry of Jesus, he still sold Jesus and died. In fact, before Jesus even died, he already died. But the problem is this. The person you are talking against, he will resurrect. And you, will, you will remain in the tomb. It's time for sons and daughters. Brothers and sisters in the assemblies. Give honor to those that God has placed over you. The pastor preaching to you every Sunday. In the assembly where you are. Ministering to you every Sunday. Supported your wedding. Supported you. He is the shoulder on which you cry every time there is a problem. Why are you now throwing stone against him? Especially when you know. The part this person has played in your life. My name is Bishop Joshua Simeon. I don't run out of words. I run out of time. And my time is already up today. I'm going to ask that if you have any question, please package those questions. I'll be answering it next week. I'll be delving into what I call the importance of true sons and daughters and the benefit. Next week, same time, same page. I just want to pray for somebody who is watching me today. And you say, Bishop Joshua, out of many things you have said, there is one that touched me. And I don't want to be the architect of my misfortune. I want to be blessed. I want God to give me an opportunity to do better today what I didn't do yesterday. I want every door open against me because of my approach to those that God has set over me. I want those doors to be shut. Let me pray with you. Say after me, say, Father, Father in, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, heaven and earth, heaven and earth shall pass away. Pass Your word will not pass away. You are a respecter of no man, but in every nation, everyone that obeys your word, we gain and get, receive the promise. Father, I ask for your mercy, for your forgiveness. In any way, I have been rebellious. In any way, I have spoken against someone I'm not supposed to speak against. Either in my heart or in my attitude or character. I ask for mercy. I ask for forgiveness. And I also ask, oh Lord, let the consequences of my attitude, of my action, knowingly and unknowingly, be lifted from my life. Every form of sickness, stagnation, limitation, frustration, reproach, shame in my life. Let it be lifted, oh Lord. With all my heart, I return with all my heart to do the right thing and to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for this message today. My heart is healed and I am reconnected back to my spiritual father and my pastors and my leaders in the assembly. In the name of Jesus, Father, I also pray in any way I disobeyed 
my biological parents, my father and my mother, biologically, and is the reason things are not working in my life. Whether they are alive or dead, I ask for mercy. I ask for forgiveness. Let the consequences of my actions against my biological father and mother, my step-parents, let it be lifted from my life. Today I know better. I choose to do better. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. And amen. amen. And amen. amen. The God you have trusted will not disappoint you. Amen. I pray for you that the virtue of the prayer you have prayed today, your glory is restored. Amen. Your light will not go dim. Your star will not go down. When others are saying that it's a casting down, you will say that it's a lifting up. Amen. I pray that the God of my covenant, and the God of the covenant of the man or woman under whom which you are will defend your cause in the spirit yeah. and in the natural name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You will see your children children Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are blessed Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I remain your... Clap your hand if you want to clap. Come on. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Everyone that is connected, um, God bless you all. I've just seen so many connected, so many are still, are, are still on, online. God bless you all. I want you to know that I love you. I really appreciate you all. Thank you for taking time and, and uh, to listen to what the Holy Ghost has to say to us tonight. And this is an ongoing church theater, spiritual clinic where the Holy Ghost himself will be opening us up by the word of God and revelation of his word to help us to be able to recover back everything that we have possibly lost. I said the other day that um, when you step into the gate of discovery, you will find yourself in a world of recovery. Amen. Recovery is possible. Amen. And so I thank God that everything that God has done today is permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. I look forward to seeing you the same time, same platform, in whatever platform you are in today, we're going to be in the same platform again. Every Monday is Hour of Truth. And we're dealing with errors of the past and the present. And we are positioning ourselves for what God has in stock. And I thank you for, for tuning in. I, I say God will bless you more and more. Please don't forget to share. Share it so that more and more people will get to be blessed. Bless others. Share it. Share it. And God will bless you as you do so. Share it and leave your comment behind. If you are blessed, say exactly how you are blessed and what touched you. And so you can encourage others and encourage us to know that you are connected. I love you. I remain your favorite bishop. Shalom. 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 Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today with Bishop Dr. Joshua N. Simeon. Stay connected. You can also contact us 083-670-3727 or email us info at commandofaith.org.